first of all, just thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. You know, I, I was trying to scour the web to find as much information as I could about you, and I end up on your IMD page, which, which, which in of itself can kind of give me a sense of how busy you've been for, for a good long stretch. So maybe just give me a little background of your beginnings of working in film industry as a music supervisor. How did you get to the point where you, you were able to start working, really take on this work as a, a full-time job? Well, I, you know, I started out, I, I was, um, I was in school and I, I really had no, however it happened, I really had no professional direction. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd always been, you know, uh, a, a movie buff and, and, and a big sort of record person, music person. And, um, after I got out of school and trying to figure out what to do, a friend and I wrote a script um, that would revolved around a college radio station. And, um, we wrote this script. It was called a matter of degrees. Mm -hmm. And we, um, we got into the, um, accepted into the program at, at Sundance Institute, the, the summer program, the lab. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, you know, the script evolved and we decided that we were really, weren't interested in selling the script, which there were, there was interest or there were offers to do that, that we, we wanted to, to see if we could make this movie. So we, we, we spent the next couple of years, a friend of mine, Jack Mason and I, and we, we put together a team and we raised the money and we made this movie, um, that premiered at the Sundance film festival in 1990. Okay. And that was sort of a moment where, um, what they were calling college radio became alternative music. Mm. Um, and, and we did a soundtrack, we recorded a lot of songs and, you know, I think the music was probably the most vivid element in the film. Um, the film was not widely seen. Um, and after some people saw the movie, I, I, I started to get asked for help, help, help filmmakers asked me to help them work on the music in their movies. And I, I decided that, you know, if I, if I made that my area of focus, that that would enable me to work with, potentially work with great film directors, which sort of became my ambition. How active was someone in this position as a music supervisor? Did you find that early on that there, there was enough work throughout the industry that you could be an, just an active music supervisor? What was um, it like? I, you know, it, it just sort of came together, you know, slowly but surely. I mean, thankfully, when I was in my early 20s, my financial needs were not so overwhelming that I, I, I couldn't kind of keep it together. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, pretty soon it, it became more of a, you know, a constant activity. What, what can you say just about the, uh, the responsibility of a music supervisor then versus now? How, how has it changed over, you know, close to 20 years now? Um, you know, I mean, my process, I mean, my process hasn't changed that much. Um, you know, beyond whatever, you know, experience and lessons and relationships, you know, that, that sort of enable me to, you know, navigate certain seas. But I, I think over the course of that period of time, one of the things that happened was that early on, the, the soundtrack sales were soundtrack album sales were, were, were really dependable. Yeah. And so record companies were really investing heavily in film soundtracks. Um, and, and, and that was a period of time where, you know, the record companies felt like they, 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 they could be a bit more 
aggressive and dictatorial in the process. Sure. Um, and that's changed. I mean, I was never really a person. I was always a film person, not really a record person. I mean, there are a lot of people I think who got into, you know, uh, who emigrated from record companies trying to be music supervisors. Okay. Right. Um, but I was really always more about the movie than I was about, you know, serving the record company. Right. I think one of the first times I, I even was aware of what a music supervisor was or who is was was when the TV show The OC kind of came on the scene and I was working right. with my friend's band and you know that was the thing like in order to break out as a band when you know everything else seemed to be overly complicated people would then say well if you get your song on so and so show or so and so movie that's how you're gonna, that's how you're going to break out what when did you find that like how how you were being seen from the various industries was not for the immediate purpose of just placing music in your film. When did you start kind of becoming this soundboard for, you know, being the re representative for kind of getting placements and whatnot for these bands? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't kind of look at it that way, really. Okay. I mean, for me, again, it's, it's always been more about like what selfishly, like what works for us, we, the filmmakers. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and, and if there's any other... Mm -hmm sort of collateral benefits, you know, that's great. But, you know, uh, I mean, certainly I, I, I work on projects cooperatively with record companies. Yeah. And, and certainly I'm excited about being a vehicle for discovery of something that, you know, of something that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about and sort of giving them, giving a band or an artist a platform through a, a movie, but mm -hmm. it's never for that purpose. Right. So I guess for you, how early on is your involvement with production? When do you tend to get the phone call? Well, you know, it depends. I mean, sometimes in a more, in a basic situation, you know, it depends on how much music is really going to be tied to the shooting, you know, whether, yeah. you know, bands are playing or an actor sings or whatever else that might be. Um, you know, then you tend to get brought in earlier because... They, they need to include that as part of the production process. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as, you know, what's happened over the course of time is, you know, I benefit from the fact that I have these ongoing relationships with certain directors and filmmakers right. where we start to talk about the movies and the music in the movie, you know, very early in the, oftentimes in the, in the conceptual process. Yeah. I, I'm just looking here and just trying to connect in the dots and I see so much of Wes Anderson on yeah. your on your IMDb, how did that relationship start for you guys? What what, what was the connection? Um, well, we were introduced when he was finishing Bottle Rocket. Okay. Um, and then he asked me to help him put together a soundtrack for Bottle Rocket, mm -hmm. um, which I did. And then and then we've been working together ever since. And what have you found in terms of the, the long term relationships that you have? What's the shorthand that you have with the director? Is there much input that you're able to give them, or is it? A I mean, I just like, think that in the long term is that you can be, you know, you can have a bit more of a, um, you know, a comprehensive conversation mm -hmm. and dialogue, you know, and, you know, you'll land, you know, through the course of give and take, you know, you might discover a musical, um, a musical corridor for corridor for for the movie that you might not have imagined once it was simply on the page yeah are you finding that 
your budgets have been shifting at all in terms of the amount of money that you have to spend on the music, if, whether it's original or, you know, uh, um, needle drops? You no, know, I mean, I do movies big and small. Yep. Um, you know, genuine generally you're, you're you're challenged budgetarily mm-hmm. um because music is the last is the last money that goes out the door you know sometimes you're left with what's left yeah um so invariably you have to be creative whether you're working on you know a james bond movie or you're working on infinitely polar bear <laughs> right what are you finding in terms of um, like even a, a film like School of Rock where it might be not potentially the original masters but a cover of a material is that stuff that you're responsible for in terms of clearing and getting well I, I mean I think it, you know in terms of those types of things I mean where you're you know where you're covering a song because you're covering a song because it's serving a a, 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 a dramatic purpose yeah um, not covering songs just because, oh, well, it'll be cheaper if we use our own recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I mean, in terms of all that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely at the, you know, I'm in the middle of that conversation. What's the shortest amount of time or the longest that you've had in terms of turning around and getting approval when a director says, I want to use this, and then you go off and start doing your work? I mean, you know, I mean, I've had to turn things over, you know, I've been asked to turn things over in the course of a day yeah what's the longest uh you know i mean i've chased artists for you know i don't know let's say let's just say close to a year (laughs) what does it tend to be that's the hold up um you know sometimes sometimes um you know sometimes they can't find somebody okay you know sometimes Sometimes, you know, it's, it's uh, rights are fractured and you have to gather all the rights together. So it, it, it can be complicated on so many ways. Yeah. What do, what do you tend to find you prefer in terms of when you are looking for those approvals, when trying to get the, under, the sign off? Is it, is it a combination of working with the label and management or just working directly with management? What do you find is kind of the, the straightest way to get um, that signature? You know, I mean, the, 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 the straightest way is when you can just go to, you know, a label and a, and a music publisher, Okay. you know, cause those people are set up to, to get you the approvals that you need. Yeah. What are you finding nowadays is, um, just because are, are you, are you looking at down and even scouring sources like SoundCloud or just looking for independent artists as much as the known ones yeah. that are? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that um, it all depends on what you know. It all depends on what the um, what the demands and the setting of a project is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just finished a movie called "We Are Your Friends," which was is sort of DJ driven or DJ yep. focused, um, and so certainly for for the sake of my own edification, I'm on. I, I'm I'm going through. SoundCloud, Beatport, whatever it would be. Yep. But again, the, the challenge you have there and, and, the, and, and one of the challenges of the digital age is that, you know, a lot of that music is not, it's not necessarily clearable. Mm. 
you know, so because of the material that they're using in their music, yeah, or? either either you know, yeah. in certain situations that that's where they're posting things that have uncleared samples in them. Okay, you know, like in the mi the mixtape world is like, oh, that's a great track, right? But it's a mixtape. It's on a mixtape because it it contains sixty uncleared samples. Yeah. Well, I mean, what can you just say in terms of like when you're dealing with, I mean, were you involved with even Adele for Skyfall? Um, you know, not really too much, just in terms mm -hmm. of really what I was involved with was just, you know, Sam Mendes, the director that I work with. Yep. And so just in terms of advising Sam and talking to him about what, you know, as the song was developing, you know, what my thoughts were. And, and how much involvement do you have in terms of when the artist is actually part of or when they're in production, if they are recording a specific song for a film, are you very hands-on or are you just kind of on the it back end? It, it depends. Yeah. You know, it depends. I can be very hands-on if I have something really specific in mind mm -hmm. or or there, there are times I just feel like I just want to let the artist try to do their thing. Yeah. Are you able to, you know, in situations when you guys are kind of working directly with a composer or a few composers, you know, I'm thinking of like documentary filmmaking when you might have several sources. Are, are you involved with the kind of, it's like the, not, not temping, but I guess going out and getting. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are, there are movies where I really have to sit and really actively temp cue by cue to get ready for a, mm -hmm. um, a preview. You know, there, there, there are some situations where I'm working with a, a, a music editor that I have, you know, a good or history with, or, or, you know, ha I can rest comfortably knowing that with some input they can put together a thematic temp score. Um, so it, it all depends on the project, you know, and it all depends really on, on the director and what the director needs and requires. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, many times when you talk with composers, that we always the conversations about you know this temp love that directors get in terms yeah. of working yeah. working with something and then evidently not never that's not the case you know in right. the final mix so what has your experience been with kind of navigating the temp love it happens you know pin, pitfalls it happens i mean you know sometimes i mean it's kind of a it's kind of a human condition you know you right. grow comfortable with a certain you know uh, you, you you know you grow comfortable with something as it is, and as you've as you've as you've been looking at it or listening to it, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you know, over time, um, you know, the memory of it fades, and everybody get you know, oftentimes where, where you've struggled with a, you know, a particular piece of music that somebody just doesn't want to let go, yeah, and 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 after a certain point, it says, you know what, what we did was better. You yeah. know, sometimes what you do, you, the, the 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 novelty of what you do leads you also somewhere else at another point in the film. And then there are other times where, you know, in terms of the temp where you look at it and you go, we're not going to beat this. Let's get it. Right. You know? So what, what, what's the difference in terms of when you want to go get it and you just, you're well, relentless. You just, what, what, what happens there? I mean, sometimes is one, you, you know, it generally tends to happen later in the process. Sure. So sometimes what the, and, and generally if I'm talking about like, you know, a piece a score from another movie, you mm -hmm. know, and and then and then and 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 generally there is a, you know you have to convince somebody well we're going to pay money for something that we that that the composed piece that we've done doesn't cost us any more money you yeah. know so 
what do you what do you find the differences between working on a feature film versus a lot of the TV shows and miniseries from you know in Boardwalk and Mildred Pierce? You know, and I would Mozart. say I would say in my experience is that the, the the TV stuff that I've done and I think that that reflect you know the or bear my imprint. Yep. Um, Boardwalk Empire, Mildred Pierce. I mean, those are things that really are on a more cinematic scale in spite of the fact that they're they're being shown initially on television. Okay. Um, my experience doing network television was less satisfying. It's just too fast, mm-hmm. um, not enough consideration, and really they don't want to spend money on music where, 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 you know, where they can get away without spending it. Yeah. I mean, are, are they at least giving you enough uh, money and resources to – do something or is it just kind of well, they, a joke? They, think, they probably think so. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, what have you found just in terms of like, there's, there's many films over the years that have been kind of those, you, you look at the, the music and the soundtracks like Garden State or even more recently um, Guardians of the Galaxy where right. the, fi- the, the soundtrack is just as known as the, the film. What's right. your opinion about, you know, that and also just what have your experiences been with working on films that then turn into those huge soundtrack? Um, you know, I, Guardians. I'll talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, which I really enjoyed. Yep. You know, I just thought it, again what that showed. You know, I think what that really shows you is when you use music by design, okay. that it can have really tremendous impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, it, it, that, that I, I just thought it was such a clever incorporation of a musical element. And 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 reveal too, or show to, or reinforced the, the the power of pop music. Yeah, you know, and how how emotionally involved it can get you in a in a story. How how much uh, kind of non solicited um, outreach do you get, and, and and what is that? Where does your brain go when you start getting? I mean, unless the track is good, I suppose. Then yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, it's it's overwhelming. Yeah, um, and really. I've always been a, a self seeker really. Okay. Um, but you know, as time has gone on, I mean, there's certainly people in record companies, music publishers, managers who, who I, I respect and, and, and really what I always say to them is like, it, you know, send me something, send me the things that you love, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, and then otherwise I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking high and low for, 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 for musical engagement. How much um, success have you had in terms of seeing a band play live and then that, that translates well to a recorded track? Um, you know, I, I mean, I've obviously over the course of de- the decades, I've seen a lot of shows. I've, ne- I've, I've always been more of a recorded music person than okay. a live music person. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know quite how to answer that question. That's fine. I mean, or even so, like, you know, looking at kind of, you know, you find a band, you have a track that you want to use, and then they say, "We don't have the multi-track recordings. We only right. have the stereo master." Is that an issue? What What is your, what's the reality uh, of it? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, it, multi-tracks and stems are more are available more and more. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say probably my point of view is is that I think on the filmmaking side, there's the, the, the obsession with getting certain stems is mm-hmm. often, I, I think is, is kind of a waste of time. Okay. You know? Um, but 
it's some it's part of my daily tasks to to see if we can you know get the stems and i guess i guess it's more worthwhile really where you know you're doing these 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 different kinds of mixes and you want to spread the sound over a little bit and have the ability to do it i guess that yeah you know i guess that makes sense one of the projects you worked on last year well it came out last year was boyhood but in terms of right. you're inv- were you involved with the whole the no, whole okay no no absolutely <laughs> uh, not okay but 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 yeah. But but Richard Linkletter and I, you know, have worked together for a long time, um, and you know that was a pretty Herculean undertaking. Um, and we're we're working on another big project currently mm-hmm. um, that that's totally music driven. Yeah. And what is it? What is it like to work on a project? That, I mean, that one's kind of unique, where you're actually tapping into many different, uh, almost decades of music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. You know, I would say, I mean, it, it's definitely a misnomer when, when sort of people say, oh, you're the person who picks all the music. In right, of course. And, and I don't. Um, and again, with a movie like that, that was so, you know, that was so expansive, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we really relied and, and benefited from the input of, of, you know, people in editorial, the actors, um, and, and, and again, just trying to, you know, the challenge of, where the particular challenge of that movie was to try to see if you could use songs to insinuate the passage of time, you mm, know, okay. find moments that really spoke to those specific moments. Hmm. Well, what can you say just like, even you were mentioning before kind of this, this new show you're working on with a little more um, dance driven stuff, even looking at a, a, sh- a film like spring breakers, which is, I guess, very much like dance EDM type of music. Yeah. Do you have to be a fan or love a certain genre to, to get it right in your mind? Do you, did you find uh, you know, that was a I challenge? Mean, I would say really, I mean, one of the gifts that I was given is that I, I, I really do have a genuine response to music of yep. all, of all kinds. Um, so that's something I don't generally have to overcome in terms of my own disdain, you know, my right. own disdain or, yep. or, um, so I, you know, especially in terms of it's the film We Are Your Friends that's coming out in August. You know, that's something, you know, people were tagging it sort of as an EDM movie. But really, electronic music has sort of gone in all sorts of directions. And, and, and really, I think that some of the most beautiful and emotional and compelling music is so-called electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and certainly in that movie, it, for this film, we, we sort of transcended sort of the uh, Las Vegas, a bottle service musical element for something that was a little bit more, um, homemade and, um, you know, you, human. What, um, specific situations have you felt like you've been responsible for kind of breaking an artist out of the placement of something that you discovered and then used in the film? I think, I think that, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's the I've, I've done a couple of interviews in the last couple of weeks built around the 20th anniversary of kids. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, and and, you know, the song Natural One that was 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 that came out of out of that movie, um, you know, was really, uh, you know, it, it really went to went places that I never imagined it would and, mm-hmm. and became sort of a you know, a, 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 a definitely a definitive musical moment, you know? 
is that something that the director uh, director Larry Clark was was part of or was that just kind of well, you acting on your own really really you know I mean I Larry obviously was the director but that was yeah. really in terms of working on the music it was something that where, where I was really engaged with Harmony Kareen in terms of okay. figuring out what the you know how we how we would build the the musical scenario and it was really his notion that Lou Barlow was the person who was going to be pivotal in that and then you know I was the one who was sent to really work with them and then it sort of became the idea landed on like hey let's let's take one of these score pieces and 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 put some vocals on them so Mm. that's how that was born it's funny a project that was one of your first credits in 95 is one that you're still coming back to I mean do you, do you feel like as you go through your career, you, you've become labeled as a certain type of music supervisor? Is there such a thing? I, I don't know. I mean, you could probably tell me, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think I worked on a, I work on a pretty varied slate of movies over yep. the course of the years. And, you know, I, I, I certainly have done a lot of comedies. I've certainly done a lot of period pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess to, to that question, I would just say that, you know, I, I challenge myself and I'm excited about, you know, mixing it up. Yeah. What, what, is, what is your kind of involvement in the indie scene when it comes to being, you know, kind of on the, whether it's at Sundance or South by Southwest or any of these kind of platforms for up and coming directors? Do you find that you are seeking out new projects in those venues? Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested in working with young filmmakers. Yeah. So Max Joseph, who directed We Are Your Friends, is the first movie he directed. Mm-hmm. Maya Forbes, Infinitely Polar Bear, this is the first film she directed, although Maya Maya's an, Maya's an old friend of mine. Um, Me, Earl and the Dying Girl, yeah. uh, young director. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to work with people who are excited about what they're doing. Right. I mean, that, that hopefully that's, you know, you're available no, no matter how experienced the director is, they're engaged in the work that you're doing. I mean, that's the least you yeah. can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you find is the um, kind of the, the future of music supervi- supervising? Because you're you know, just saying it hasn't changed theoretically too much since you started. What has changed in terms of like how music is, you know, are you involved with the distribution once these soundtracks or these films are going out and the films are finished? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we're doing this interview, right? I right. mean, so the, 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 you know, you oftentimes, especially with, with the smaller movies, it's so exhausting by yeah. the time you finish that you really, it, it, it's almost like you, you, you let your, you, you put your gloves down, you're, 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 you've been fighting for months, you know, to get everything together. And I think you really do have to summon up the energy to help position and presented in the world because the one thing that has changed, you know, uh, the one thing that, ha- that, that has changed is just, there's so much more competition for an audience's attention, you know? Mm-hmm. So you really need to help put, put forward as many hooks as you can to sort of get an audience to pay attention to what you've been doing. Is there any specific film or project that, that to you really stands out as a unique scenario that was kind of an unexpected surprise or, you know, kind of success story for you? Um, I mean, hopefully it'll be one of the movies that I've done that's coming out in August. Okay. Um, I guess it's We Are Friends and American Ultra. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, there, 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 there's just been so many, um, I mean, really, I think the, the work that you do or the work that I do 
you know, you hope that the success really comes is when the, you know, you have that young person who's in the audience that, you know, is impacted emotionally by, by, by what they're seeing and hearing on screen. Yeah. I, I mean, that's always been, that's always been the goal is to, you know, affect people man by man, you know, and hope they see the movie and are, are, you know, are sustained by it or inspired by it or comforted by it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and that really ultimately is the greatest thing that you can get from the work that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think that over the course of time there've been, you know, I think that the, the filmmakers that I've been, been lucky enough to work with, I think that we share that goal. And I think that we, um, I, I think that, 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 that really is what I am attuned to. Mm. Um, and, and, and sometimes that's the best feedback that you get, you know, when, when somebody tells you how much they were affected by, by, by some of the work that you did. That's great. And where's your mindset when you are in the audience and you're watching another film, are you able to turn that part of your brain off? Yeah. I, I again, I, I think that's another, I think that's another, um, bit of good fortune is that, that, I, I still am able to to go to the movies as a civilian, yeah, um, and still get that charge. I mean, you know, obviously in certain situations there's a bit of a you know a, a professional perspective, the, the bias, but I, yeah. I, I can pretty much surrender it. Yeah, uh, how, what does your network look like when it comes to the other music supervisors that you cross paths with, that you've you know have acquaintances with over the years? How big? is this community of music supervisors that are kind of working you know, on similar I, range? It's not, I, you know, by virtue of the fact that I'm on the East coast. Yeah. Um, and by virtue of the fact that we don't, you know, I don't necessarily see them in any regular basis. Right. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, I think my community is more among the, film editors and music editors and directors and cinematographers and sound recordists and production designers and, you know, the various people that I work with on the movie. So that I, I find that to be really my, my community or, or the community of the people that I deal with from record companies and music publishers and band mm -hmm. management and agents and things like that. I mean, has music supervising become the type of work that it doesn't really matter where you're based, based on just having the internet and all this information at your disposal? I, I mean, it certainly make it. I mean, it certainly made it easier for me the digital revolution. Yep. You know, I mean, I used to, um, you know, you'd have an idea for a song for a spot, and I would, I would think, okay, well, snail I'll, mail it. I'll get up early. I'll, I'll go to Tower Records. I'll see if they have it. Yeah. Um, we're now, and, and I used to, you know, I tell people I used to travel to. To, to Los Angeles to work on something and I, I would have a suitcase filled with CDs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that certainly made it, you know, enabled me to be more agile and responsive and, and, and certainly be able to access music immediately, which is, which, which is great. But, you know, all in all, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy profession to sort of, you know, it's not an easy profession to navigate. I think it's, it's, the, it's very competitive. Um, you know, I think that, that a lot of people think that, you know, people generally think that they have good taste in music. And I think people think that their good taste is really what is, is the sort of sole mm -hmm. requirement for music supervision. Yeah. 
um, and that's a bit of a, of, uh, that's a bit of a delusion. It's a little more ego driven, I guess. Well, I, you know, I mean, I think people are passionate about, you know, people are passionate about it, but you know, again, it's really competitive generally, like as you, as you were mentioning, budgetarily, the music category can be challenged. It's so it's hard. What have you found is, is your kind of, um, excitement level or not excitement level, but where, where are you looking now in terms of like the next new things of places to discover music? What is kind of coming out in the past few years? I guess beyond SoundCloud and Beatport, which are I, you know, I, you know, again, it's sort of like I get it everywhere and anywhere. Okay. Media, you know, traditional media, the blogs. Mm-hmm. You know, I ask people what they are listening to. Yeah. You know, people who are people who are working at sort of more cutting edge um, record companies. You know, people who are on the scene. Mm-hmm. That's great. And what are you listening to these days? What has caught your attention? Um, well, this week I've been, I've been listening to Ashley Monroe's new record. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and, um, what else have I been listening to? I think that's the one that I've been, I've been hitting the hardest. Yeah. Um. What does that look like? I mean, how, how much, how many times are you listening to that thing on repeat? Well, I, I, I told somebody the other day that when I, when I, when I put it up, when I, this, when I put the single on for the fifth time of the day. <laughs> yeah. And I pulled up the the lyrics so I could sing along. So yeah. I guess that would be. It's, it's, it's almost like your 15 year old self is is, is coming My out. 15 year old self is always hanging around. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Randall. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>